This is Jackson Brown, and you're listening to the Nicole Sandler Show. Hey, this is John from Five for Fighting, and you got my buddy, my longtime friend, the lovely Nicole Sandler. Hi, this is Donald Fagan. And this is Walter Becker. You, you know, know, Steely Dan. Dan. And you're listening to Nicole Sandler. Hey, this is Jake Slichter. John Munson. Dan Wilson. We are Semisonic. And you're listening to Nicole Sandler. Hi, this is Melissa Etheridge, and you're listening to my friend, Nicole Sandler. Hey, how you doing out there? This is Ziggy Marley, and you're listening to Nicole Sandler. Hey, everybody, this is Pat Monahan from the band Train, and you're listening to Nicole Sandler, my favorite on-air personality. The Nicole Sandler Show. Music to my ears. As we continue a week of musical diversions from politics and the news, we're dipping into my massive library of radio archives for some treasures to entertain us. Today, we've got two from Ghosts of Radio Stations Past. Coming up later in the hour, the man who fronted what was the biggest band in the world a decade earlier. Yet Colin Hay of Men at Work joined me in the KSCA Music Hall back in 1995 for a delightful session. But first, we'll go to another Los Angeles radio station I was fortunate enough to work at. It was a station that also only lasted a few years but made a big impact on Southern California. Now, I had met Melissa Etheridge and even interviewed her a few times before this appearance from February 22nd, 2000 at a station called Channel 1031. But this was the first time she performed live in my studio. Melissa Etheridge, enjoy. I'm Nicole Sandler coming to you from Studio C, and I'm thrilled that Melissa Etheridge is standing across from me with guitar in hand mm-hmm. because we've, we've met on a few different occasions inside radio studios, but there was always a reason that you weren't playing. Last time you had a show that night at the Santa Monica Civic, Time before that, I think you had just come from the dentist or something. <laughs> something. So you brought Chinese food. Well, I told you I'd come back. And, you did. And and play the guitar, and here I am. And we appreciate it. It's actually a big week here in L.A. because the Grammys oh, are yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. So are you presenting or? I'm presenting. I'm presenting Best New Artist. Ah. Oh, cool, because we were just talking. Oh, well, we were talking about Shannon Kerfman, but we didn't talk about Susan Tedeschi. Susan Tedeschi, yeah. How nice that would be. Wouldn't that be yeah. probably impossible? But it would be great. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> no, it would. it's really just it, sometimes at that point in in one's career, it's it's great to be nominated, and it's really great for people to go, "Oh, who's that?" and they go um, check it out. And and I know that when I was first nominated for a Grammy, nobody had ever heard of me, mm-hmm. and it really did a lot for my career. So. Well, good. Out of all that are nominated, Macy Gray is yeah. pretty damn talented too. But I oh. would love to see Susan Tedeschi yeah. get it because she could use the boost. Yeah. Anyway, Melissa Etheridge is I, with us here in Studio C. You got guitar in hand. What are you going to start with for us? You know, today? I thought I'd start with that song, um, that one you were playing for a while called "Angels Would Fall." That would be a good one. Breakdown goes something like this. It's wrapped around me It's cutting through my skin And the doubts that have surrounded me Are finding their way And I keep it close to me Like a holy man prays In my desperate hour It's better, better that way So I'll come and see you again I'll be just a very good friend Have mercy on my soul I will never let you know Where my mind has been Angels Never came down There's no one here They want to hang around But if temple I've slept upon your pew I have dreamed of the divinity inside and out of you I wanted more truth I can taste it on my breath I would give my life just for a little a little death oh I'll come and see you again I'll be just a very good 
I will not look upon your face I will not touch upon your grace Your ecclesiastic skin Angels Never came down There's no one here They wanna hang around But if they knew If they knew you at all Then one by one The angels Angels would I'll come by and see you again I'll be just a very good friend If I whisper they will know I'll just turn around and go You will never know my sin Channel 1031 with Melissa Etheridge live in Studio C. The song Angels Would Fall, found on the latest album Breakdown, and a song nominated for two, count them, two Grammys, uh, for Best Rock Song and for Best Female Rock Vocal. Do you think that songs should be split into male and female? Oh, you know, I like it because then I get nominated, but... (laughs) There's more, the odds are better. Yeah, you know, it's funny, it's kind of how things are done. I mean, you know, Academy Awards, it's Mm -hmm. actors and actresses, and... I'm I'm okay with it. I, I I don't you know have a particular objection to it. Right. No. Yeah. I was just you know it occurred to me today. Well, a rock song is a rock song. Does it yeah. matter? I mean, like the rock yeah, song and rock album, those are all mixed. Right. It's only performance. Oh, like female vocal. rock vocal. Vocal. I see. Yeah. There's the male rock and like okay. the the rock song is is one song. In there right. With, You're against you know, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Tom Petty, and, and Chili, Chili Peppers, peppers and, and yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's oh, pretty good company oh, too. Um, love it. Uh, Speaking of that, so I actually asked the uh, listeners if they had any questions for you. And Ken from Los Angeles called in, and uh-huh. he asked about Angels. Now, that song is, I think, your third song about Angels. Yeah, for heaven's sakes. Is, is there a particular angel thing happening? No, or? it's funny. I, I, I kind of think that maybe I should have a particular angel thing happening, and I don't. It's, I like to use, actually, religious imagery. I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. I'm would be considered a spiritual person but not a religious person i just think that our society has been so based on so much religious imagery that the term angels brings up so much in everybody's heads they they have their visions they have what what they feel or just what they know from literature and and i this song is just full of religious imagery really just evoking the dangerousness and and forbiddenness of this crush that i have and that that's kind of what it was about Okay. How about that? That that works. Yeah. Melissa Etheridge is with us in Studio C. We've changed guitars here. Uh-huh, yeah. That one, the last one had a capo on it. Uh-huh. And this one is not capo. Speaking of guitars, I, I came across something, you know, on the web about there was there was a Gibson Guitar Award Ceremony today. And just so you know, <laughs> you were nominated for Best Rock Guitarist Female. Again, there's the, uh, uh, again, as there's opposed female. to Best Rock Guitarist Male. And I guess the awards were handed out today, but it was you against Chrissy Hind. Uh, against Alanis Morissette. I, I didn't know Alanis <laughs> played guitar, but there you go. So um, maybe you won. In, and and there's also best acoustic guitarist oh, as but, opposed to best rock guitarist. Oh, which but is I'm the, best rock guitarist? Yeah, you're not acoustic because that's Sheryl Crow, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, and Ani DeFranco. You know, bless them all. <laughs> it's great. The girls are playing guitars. I'm we all for it. We love it. Yeah. Right. Um, but you, you've got another uh, acoustic guitar strapped on. Yeah, here, here. I had backed up and put my drink down. Yeah, let me do another song. Let me do another song from um, the new album. Breakdown, which is nominated for a, for a Grammy as well. Best Rock Album. Best Rock Album. Go get yeah. it. Yeah. You're, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Melissa Etheridge in Studio C on Channel 103.1. This is called Stronger Than Me.
closed your eyes in the morning You said you want to start smoking again You said you had that dream last night Of the stranger in your room You said you want to start making new friends Well I'd found some peace you want release you must be stronger than me i don't know how you can take it invest your heart then you break it i don't know how you can set it free you must be stronger than me set it up but it's not perfect tear it down because it's not worth it if someone else can light your mystery they must be stronger than me So I closed my eyes at midnight Cinderella must go home But the map was burned And I've taken a wrong turn and I found myself alone I'm tired of this war I don't wanna fight no more You must be stronger than me I don't know how you can take it Invest your heart and then you break it I don't know how you can set it you must be stronger than me Set it up, but it's not perfect Tear it down, cause it's not worth it If someone else can light your mystery They must be stronger than me It's too late then You could have told me when living died And passion lied Now you're a refugee Well, if it's what you need Run away from the truth you see You must be stronger than me I don't know how you can take it Invest your heart and Be stronger than me Set it up but it's not perfect Tear it down Cause it's not worth it If someone else can light your mystery Oh no, if someone else can light your mystery They must be stronger than me Etheridge in Studio C on Channel 1031. There's a, there's a much bigger audience outside the oh, room. Oh, four, four the people lone, out there. <laughs> the yeah. lone clapper here. Um, Stronger Than Me, another song from the Grammy-nated. Grammy-nated. Grammy, I like that. They could be a word. We could put it both together. I, I've been Grammy-nated. You have been Grammy-nated. Multiply <laughs> Multiply Grammy-nated. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, the album Breakdown. Um, I, I, I did ask listeners for questions. Cool. And, and Kimberly of West L.A. said she wanted to just thank you for your work on behalf of... Um, promoting tolerance oh, cool. and I know that you're not you're not an overly political person but I knew I do know that you've spoken out recently in uh, against a proposition that I find particularly offensive that's <laughs> on the ballot next month yeah um, prop 22 yeah it's prop 22 um, it's on the ballot on March 7th and um, it's it's just particularly um, mean mm-hmm. it's it's an uh, it's a useless piece of legislation, first of all, for those who just don't want government in anybody's lives. It's particularly useless because all it says is um, that marriage is only recognized between a man and a woman in the state of California. That's all it says. Uh-huh. So you can imagine someone going in there and going, 
Yeah. Okay, true. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Because that is true. Because legally, the state of California, that's what it is. And it, it, even if you vote no on that does not mean that marriage will be anything other than what it is. Right now. Yeah, so it, that I think uh, needs to be clear to a lot of people who, who might oppose gay marriage. And I totally understand that it's, it's a big, long debate. It's, it's a, someday we'll end up with something that doesn't have the name marriage, but we'll have the same rights. Right. So, okay. and, and that'll be fine. But that's not what that's this not is not what doing. this is about, because you, can, you vote no on this, and there's still no gay marriage. It's still mm-hmm. not possible. What it does is if you vote yes, it opens up a whole lot of more legal ground for these people to persecute and take away rights that, that I have. Mm-hmm. as an individual with my family, inheritance rights, rights. For, if my partner of 12 years was hit by a drunk driver, I couldn't sue that Ugh. drunk driver for that. Right. You know, and, and the rights of my children, rights, it's, it's really particularly mean-spirited, this, this one. And, it, and, and the advertising campaigns that are going along with it are particularly mean-spirited. They're just offensive. So yeah. that's why. I, I really, I, you know, I... I'm a, I'm afraid because I think it's very confusing and it's a real they're playing on people's kind of fear and, and kind of uh, the people don't understand and they don't know and they're and they're also counting on the people that do care it's kind of an off ballot time it's you know so I I would not be surprised if it passed mm-hmm. which is you know scary but I also it just means we just have to fight longer so so basically uh, you know if <laughs> you want to go and vote no yeah. on 22 yeah. just because yeah, there's no reason for it that's okay. my opinion and your opinion <laughs> that's our opinion yes, yes. I, and i'll go on the record about all that right. all right. right melissa etheridge is with us um there are people who are going to be voting or i guess they've already voted on the grammys that's it's a done oh, yeah. deal right i'm a grammy voter you and so you get the ballot in the mail and you it's all fun and yeah you, get to, you go through and click them off and and so then, is, is Grammys a big deal for you? Do you go and get you know, all like, dressed Grammys up? Grammys is a big party. It's a reason to get dressed up and go, and it's a reason to be in the same room with all those other people that you love and admire and are curious about. And um, it's a fun night. And, and what are you wearing? Oh, you know, <laughs> I've got half of my outfit. I still uh-huh. don't have the other half. I've Top got half. The, I've got the bottom half. i got the pants. Uh-huh. i got the snakeskin groovy things happening. Cool. But I don't quite know what to wear on top. I'm a little confused, so... Well, I guess we'll have to watch and find out. Because I'm such a fashion plate, you know. I'm always wearing such great clothes. Well, yeah, no, I like what you're wearing now. I've got jeans on and a shirt. It's great. I wish I could wear that to the Grammys. Uh, You can. Mm -hmm. It's hard to think. Melissa Etheridge with us in studio. So you're going to do another song for us? I am. All right. What's next? Next is the single that's out now. I just completed the video for The video should be out there next week. And this is a song that we've been playing here at Channel 1031. Well, I do appreciate that ever so much. This is called um, Enough of Me. We were all wounded in some domestic war. I found you to settle my score. You look like Father, you felt like mother, and my mind told my heart there is no other, and I gave you my soul. And every ounce of control, and I gave you my skin. And my original sin And I gave you my pride And my sight Oh, my pride ain't that enough I turn your dreams into lightning Ain't that enough I held the world back for you Ain't that enough I love you best So sure, one and one gave you one. My noisy love is coming undone. Now you leave 
like father, disappointed like mother, and I know in my heart there is no other. And I gave you my soul, and every ounce of control, and I gave you my shame. My eternal flame, and I gave you my need and my seed. Oh, my need ain't that enough? I'm turning your dreams into lightning. Ain't that enough? I held the world back for you. Ain't that enough? I loved you past the point of dying. Ain't that? Enough of me from the album Breakdown, Thanks. but live in Studio C. <laughs> uh, since the last time we spoke, um, there's been uh, you've been in the news a lot. Oh, that thing, yeah. Yeah, right. and I guess I'd be remiss <laughs> not to ask about it. Yeah, uh -huh. you were on the cover of Rolling Stone with Julie, with and the Julie kids and the kids and, and David, David and David's wife Jan. Jan. Yeah. Why? Why did you why? decide to tell the world? You know why? We were uh, when we first got pregnant. We were like, okay, now this is our business, and we're and we're just. I'm not gonna tell anybody, you know, this is our kids and this is our business. And Dave and Jan were so giving and so wonderful, and we all just, yeah, we're just gonna keep this a secret. And and it became bigger than I wanted it to be. I go on Letterman, he's like, oh, who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? You know, and and it's all who's the daddy for, blah, for a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of Brad Pitt's. There's a lot of Brad. There was a lot of, you know, whoever whoever mm. knew us that was a guy. Right. Um. And so we felt, you know, what this is this is big, and I, I just don't want my daughter. Or my son to be in a position where a stranger would come up to them and ask them something. Mm -hmm. So um, we felt like it was a good time to do it now before they're actually kind of in the world and understand the hugeness of everything to where they're still kind of sheltered. And so we we all talked about it. We decided to do it now, get it out, and so that once they get old enough, they, it's it's old news. And it's no big deal. Yeah, and no it's, big deal. it's there now. Is he daddy? What is what is his relationship? He's, yeah, with I mean kids? Bailey has asked. You know, do I have a daddy? Because you know. Every book, everybody has a daddy. Right. And we said, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, who is it? And, you know, David with the funny mustache. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's your daddy. Oh, cool. Do the jokes bother you? I saw, I, I don't know if it was on Leno or somewhere with an adorable baby with a mustache right. and hair. <laughs> That's the only thing that's like, whoa. Uh, I think Time Magazine had a, a, mm. a big thing of this baby, and they always have that mustache, <laughs> and they're always big. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it's a little shocking, but no, I mean, it's David who they really have been going right. in on. So, and he's just a real great sport, and he's, you know, been there and back. So. Well, I was in a storyteller's tape the other night for Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, yeah. and um, Graham or, or Stephen, one of them made a, a joke, and he was like, "That's not going to be in the show. That's going to be cut." <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe he's had enough of the joking. He, maybe he has. He's a good guy, and I appreciate it because he really had to put up with the brunt of it. Well, the picture on Rolling Stone showed a, a beautiful family. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's kind yeah. of a you know a new 
family structure, new kind of thing, and, mm-hmm. and I appreciate I really had a lot of great feedback from it. It's nice. Great. Well, Melissa Atheridge, as always, thanks for coming in. It's, it's always great to have you here. Oh, cool. We have an open invitation. Anytime you, you just want to come just in and hang. pop by. I'm in the neighborhood, you know. <laughs> Anytime. The album is called Breakdown. She's nominated for three Grammys. Good luck tomorrow. We'll Thank be rooting you for much. you. It's Channel 103.1. Melissa Etheridge, an artist I may have interviewed more than any other. Well, certainly she's in the top five. Now, before we move on to our second interview of the day, I thought I'd play one more song from Melissa Etheridge from another radio station appearance she did with me. Back in 2003, I was working in a Boston radio station called The River, 92.5 The River. And Melissa Etheridge came in. It was the 16th of December. So, of course, she did a Christmas song for us. So as we come upon the end of the year, you know, it's a time to think about, all right, wishes for the new year. What are your best wishes for 2004? Well, my personal wishes are to kind of have a better connection with myself, to to treat this body in a healthy way. I got to spend the rest of my life here and I certainly need to not eat as much sugar as I do and things like that. Yeah, I think that's it. On a grander scale, I certainly wish for peace and understanding in our world. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, you are going to do a holiday song. I am. It's that time. And driving through your town, oh, your town drips of holiday. It's just, it's fabulous. It's a very uh, Christmassy place. So you better watch out. Mm. Better not cry. You better not pout. I am telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town Santa Claus is coming to town He's making a list He's checking it twice And he's gonna find out Who's naughty and who's nice Santa Claus is coming to town Yeah, yeah If you're awake And he knows If you've been bad A good son You better be good For goodness sake You better watch out And you better not cry You better not cry I am telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Yeah, yeah Santa Claus is coming to town Coming to town this time. Oh, 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 oh. Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Melissa Etheridge. On 92.5, The River, live in the River Music Hall. That one I'm going to have to dub on CD because it's my daughter's favorite song well, these days. Well, there you go. So we'll have that version cool. playing in the car. Melissa Etheridge with me at a Boston radio station. It's actually in a town called Haverhill, Massachusetts. 92.5, The River. It was 20 years ago this month, December 16th, 2003. Melissa Etheridge. And she's still out there making new records and touring regularly as is the subject of today's second interview. For this one, we go back to KSCA in Los Angeles. Now, Colin Hay is best known as the lead singer and guitarist of Men at Work. They got together in Australia in 1979 and for the next decade sold out stadiums around the world. Yeah, the 80s were big years for Men at Work. Now, after the phenomenal success of Men at Work, Colin Hay moved to Southern California and I believe still performs regularly. He toured as part of Ringo Starr's all-star band for many, many years, but you can still catch him if you're lucky performing a solo show and, and check out his new records because he still puts them out. But today we go back to 1995. It was the first time I ever got to meet Colin Hay, July 13th, 1995 at KSEA. 
Los Angeles. We have moved into the FM 101.9 Music Hall, and I'm looking at a guy who is known all over the world for his massive success as the principal songwriter and lead singer of Men at Work. Colin Hay, thank you for joining us today. That's my pleasure. Good morning. Good morning. Um, well, everyone knows that Men at Work are from Australia, so are people surprised to find out that you were actually born and lived in Scotland until you were 14? Yeah, a lot of people still are, yeah. I am sometimes, you know. <laughs> But uh, I, w I went to Australia when I was, when I was 14, and uh, <coughs> my accent changed from this one because people said, what kind of accent is that, pal? You know? uh -huh. People said, oh, you can't talk like that, mate. You've got to learn how to talk like us. So I did for a while. But then uh, when I left Australia, this accent came back. So it was all fake, huh? No, it was not. You know, it's kind of, you just have to assimilate, so yeah. in a sense. You're, when you're 14, you know, you just don't want to get bashed every day, you know? So you kind of, like, you know, just talk like everyone else for a while. So. Right. It's like if you move to New York, you start talking like this. Exactly. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, Men at Work ceased to be uh, about 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. Uh, you've been doing a lot of acting and so a lot of solo work and stuff like that since then. We're going to talk about all of that, but first, can we get you to play a song? Sure thing. Yeah. Here's an old tune. Okay. Colin Hay in the music hall at it's FM 101.9. Uh, this is a Men at Work song. You can, you can tell, can you, already?
Colin Hay, live in the music hall at FM 101.9. I remember like a, that one. It's more like a, a music hallway, if you don't know. Well, that's, <laughs> it, that's really what it is. We call it the music hall. It's basically a hallway between two studios. It's a very nice hallway, though, I must say. Well, thank you. <laughs> and you filled it up beautifully. Um, uh, of course, one of the big smash hits from Men at Work, Overkill. Uh, you're playing tonight at the Alligator Lounge. Is it just going to be you and a guitar like this? Uh, it's just me, and then sometimes some other people get up and play with me. But I've no idea who they are. They just kind of get up <laughs> and play, and then they go away again. You know? uh-huh. uh, I don't know. Sometimes people turn up that I know and play, and then, but I know that at least I'm there. So uh, we've got a show, you know. Uh-huh. So do you do a combination of old material, new material? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do uh, some old men at work things, and I, you know, I kind of sometimes I tell, you know, my story, you know, which is. Uh, I find amusing, and sometimes other people do as well. Just about what's happened to me in the last, you know, the whole kind of thing of, um, uh, you know, the, the kind of I suppose the peaks and valleys of one's uh, career, you know. Well, that's what we're curious about because let's talk about that for a second. Men at work in the early '80s, you were on top of the world, and business as usual was number one on the charts for 16 weeks. Yeah. And you guys, Men at Work, was probably the biggest band in the world. You were, you had success Massive. that very few people know. What was that like? It was incredible, you know. You you get out of uh, well, you get out of uh, it, it. Very quickly becomes your your reality. You know, we went from being a the microphone keeps on yeah, uh, cutting in and out, so uh, it's very weird. Uh, I thought I had hold a on a second. We're, we got to get this fixed so we can hear you. I thought I had a, a sudden case of laryngitis, uh, but it's not. It's uh, oh, there you go. Anyway, um, <coughs> for um, you know, you you get very very used very quickly to. Uh, to the to the airplane, you know, with men at work on the side, you know, and uh, and uh, you know those big cars and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but it was an incredible experience coming to America because it was rarefied, you know. It's um, we went from playing in pubs in Australia. It wasn't that quick. I mean, it happened over a period of two years or something. But it was um, a fantastic experience in the true sense of the word. You know. I bet. So now, how has that shaped who you are today? Uh. <laughs> how's it shaped? Yeah, how how has it like made you the man that you have become now? What what has it done to you? I mean, it's gotta it's gotta warp something in there to have that kind of major success. I will. I don't know. Well, lately it's paid for the renovation of my kitchen. I know ah. that much. But <laughs> so you haven't blown all the money? No, not all of it because I'm Scottish. Ah. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. What does uh, that I've, mean? Well, I spent a lot of it. Oh, I managed to get through. You know, I managed to get through an awful lot of money. But um. Uh, it's um, it's fi- well, you know, the band broke up, and then after that time, you think to yourself, well, this is just going to keep going, you know. But of course, some people manage to do that. Manage to uh, the career just seems to kind of, um, you know, go up and up and so forth, you know, or be maintained. But mine kind of, it, you know, it was very, very huge, and then it kind of imploded, and then the dust settled, and it's a matter of kind of picking yourself up and kind of brushing yourself off, and off you go again, you know, and. I've made about four albums since Men at Work, and none of them have kind of stuck to the wall, you know, commercially like the others mm-hmm. did. But everyone gets better, you know. And uh, and uh, I don't. I suppose I don't take it as seriously as I used to, you know. Which is a difference, I suppose. You know, I kind of tend to laugh laugh about things a lot more because otherwise, you know, if you actually do take yourself too seriously over a period of time, you know, p- for one thing, people usually get pretty bored with you, you know, because mm-hmm. your your eyebrow, your you know, your your forehead's knitted up all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been doing a show for a few years, like at the Edinburgh Festival and things, which is just talking about people that I met and things that happened, ridiculous things that you never really get a chance to tell people, you know, um, in passing, you know. So I just kind of put it into my show, and uh, you know, sometimes songs remind me of of, um, of a particular occurrence that happened uh, to me, and it's uh, it's a laugh, you know, it's a good night out. And it will be tonight at the Alligator? It sure will. Okay, why don't you play something new for us that we haven't heard? Okay, I'll just have to switch guitars. Okay. It's uh, Colin Hay is with us in the music hall here at FM 101.9. Um, this is um, this is a tune called Waiting for My Real Life to Begin, which uh, when you were saying before what I've been doing for the last 10 years, that's kind of what I, what I immediately think of, you know, just waiting for... You know, waiting for the vegetables. Actually, at the moment, I'm waiting for my vegetables to grow, my corn to come up. It's looking quite well. Looking right. quite good. Here, here in LA? Yeah. <laughs> 
it now My ship is coming in I'll keep checking the horizon And I'll stand on the bow And feel the waves come crashing Come crashing down, down Thanks very much. Really pretty. Um, your voice is very comfortably familiar too, because we've heard it all the time. An old sock. <laughs> <laughs> a comfortable one, though. Um, Topanga is the name of your album, uh, yeah. to, as in Topanga. As Ken? in Topanga. Ken, all right. Yeah. Um, and this uh, that song is on this album. You just handed me the disc when you walked in. Um, now this is only available as an import, though. Yeah, at the moment it's just available. You know, if you can get whatever import, whatever shop you go to, you may, might be able to get it at the import section. 
So maybe so, like record company people who are listening might be able to pick up on this record and release yeah, well, it. Yeah, well, you know, if they've got any sense at all, you know, they <laughs> will, uh, which we're hoping they have, you know. But it's you know, it's getting. I'm getting a release in Canada and 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 uh, in the UK and, and Germany and stuff. And so I'm, my, my, myself and my manager, we did it ourselves, and so we're kind of. Um, it's quite empowering in a way, you know, but there are different people, different parts of the world picking up on it. And America is so very big, you know, but um, there are lots of labels and stuff like that. But already we're kind of getting, there's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a buzz about it. So it's nice. It feels good. So I'm sure that I'll get a domestic deal at some point in the near future. That's what we're hoping for, you know. Great. Well, uh, a lot of people listen <laughs> from different offices around this area. So. Right. Uh, maybe we'll get something going there. You are playing tonight at the Alligator Lounge. For those who don't know, the Alligator Lounge is a cool little room in Santa Monica. It's it's where Pico and the the Ten meet. That's the exit right. is though it's at, is it the Sentinella exit yeah. of the Ten? So it's right there. What time do you go on? Oh, about ten. Ten. About ten o'clock. Okay. Um, you've also done some acting. I have. Do you enjoy that? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, great catering usually. <laughs> great you know, catering. And, Good and food. The movies, you know. <laughs> That's what I find because you know it's so competitive these days that you get fabulous food on a daily basis. Because uh-huh. there's a lot of hanging about, you know. Right. So yeah, you, you nibble at that, have a wee piece of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of sitting around and waiting. Yeah. Um, I asked you that because today is Undercover Thursday. If you would get in the spirit of the thing and do a cover, and I said, pick any song that you want to do. So it's very strange, you know. I've done a lot of songs, covers, because I used to do covers all the time. But you know, trying to think of one, I'll I'll see if I can stumble through this. I'll just be. Um, um, a second here. Um, um, um. Faith. Um, what, a, what a record that was! See, I, I just thought that. Yeah. I wish I could have. Uh, God, I'm, emba- I'm really embarrassed. But you know, when I was about, well, I suppose about 14 or something, when that record kind of hit, it was it was one of those records that, in a sense, changed. Well, it changed my life in a wee bit because it was just uh, it was one of those, I suppose, super groups. But it was um, it was such a fantastic album, just the one, you just know, the one. and great, great songs. You know, I always remember that. It's where I first arrived in Australia as well. Wow. Anyway, that's just that's of no that's of no uh, of no. Um, Used to you at all that information? <laughs> oh, it's very little, very little to me either. But you know. and, uh, but for, thank I mean, you for doing that because <laughs> I threw it at you right before we went on the air. So hey, would you do a cover? So uh, that was very nice. Okay. You want to do one more song for us? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love okay. to do another song if um, if that's all right. Um, all right, then sure thing. I don't want I don't want to leave you on that where you couldn't remember the chord, even though it sounded terrific. I know. 
Yes, dear Mr. Hay, I was considering purchasing your album until I heard you play on the air. Um, let's just say again, Topanga, the, the, the new album, is available as an import yeah. at the Virgin Megastore. You can get it. And, uh, yes, and uh, ask for it by name. <laughs> Here's a wee tune. South, no need to stop for gas. That's all taken care of by the gas man. Some of it is very beautiful, some of it has scars, and some of it is ugly as a bigot in a bar. Driving through the south by car, me and Bon and Charlie B. Night makes us stop by the side of the road for tea. I stare up in the distance, a branding iron is stuck up in the night sky. It's in the shape of America, and it's in flames, but I'm not sure why. Into the cornfields, into the cornfields. Some time ago, a woman killed a man here, and she was in a traveling show. But less you could say, breasts and body beautiful, but serpents appeared from her shoulder blades. That's why the people come into the cornfields, into the corn. Yes, it's the best we've ever seen We're still sitting by the roadside We're just waiting for a sign Yeah, me and Bon and Charlie B Together for a time Into the cornfields Into the corn. much for joining us in the FM 101.9 Music Hall. Again, tonight, the Alligator Lounge in Santa Monica. New album available on import is called Topanga. Colin Hay, thanks for coming in. It was a pleasure meeting you. Colin Hay recorded live on the radio with me back in 1995. I'm Nicole Sandler. I hope you're enjoying this little musical jaunt through my radio past. It's what we're doing this week, sort of taking a break from politics and the news and enjoying music because music helps us revitalize and we could all use a little new vitality going into the new year. Well, we've got a couple of minutes left at the end of this hour. So I thought I'd pull out a few other holiday songs recorded by artists in various interviews over the years, uh, things you're not going to hear anywhere else. So um, this past year, you got to hear from my friend Dan Navarro, 
who is uh, not only a singer-songwriter, but he's a voice actor. He is also part of the SAG-AFTRA negotiating committee, and he joined us a couple of times during the year to talk about the strike and other stuff. Well, today, I thought we'd share this one going back to 1999 with his late partner, Eric Lowen. It was Lowen and Navarro who uh, visited me in the studio and um, performed this holiday song. It's still the season, right? Lowen and Navarro from 1999. Three, three, On a bitter, cold December morning, a boy goes out alone. Every one of his favorite toys All done up with a bow He's leaving one at every house That Santa might forget Cause those kids inside wait every year And he hasn't shown up yet Let us sing a song of Christmas And pray the sound will reach his ears For the sake of the children, let this be a happy new year. We need a happy new year. He goes up to his cold apartment, turns a key and walks inside. Stares out of the frozen windows at one more silent night. His mother won't be home too late If she comes home at all So he'll have to share his Christmas cheer With the shadows on the wall Let us sing a song of Christmas And pray the sound will reach his ears For the sake of the children Let this be a happy new year We need a happy new year Sun comes up on Christmas morning, our hero wakes to see His name on a Christmas gift beneath a tiny Christmas tree Cause miracles can happen sometimes on a midnight clear And as his tired mother watches, she wipes away a happy tear Let us sing a song of Christmas And pray the sound will reach his ears For the sake of the children Let this be a happy new year Let us sing a song of Christmas And pray the sound will reach their ears For the sake of the children Let this be a happy new year We need a happy new year Going back to 1999 for that one, Lowen and Navarro to round out the hour with a Christmas song that they recorded live on the air. There's lots of them. (laughs) It's still the season, right? We're doing a week of musical diversions, still celebrating the holidays. So uh, I can get away with those songs. Tomorrow, we've got a double header from one of America's national treasures. Randy Newman is in a class of his own. I was lucky enough to host him on the radio twice, once in 1995 and then again at another radio station in 1999. So we'll hear both of those sessions and then a little extra treat at the end. All right, so come on back tomorrow as we continue this week of shows from my musical radio archives. It's a palate cleanser of sorts. (laughs) before we have to get back into news and politics. All right. So thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow with Randy Newman and a band called Shivery.